Each week on the New Hope Podcast, you'll hear messages and stories that are built on the bedrock of God's truth and discover practical ways to apply the gospel to your life and relationships. Thanks for listening and being a part of the New Hope family. Good day and welcome to the New Hope Podcast. My name is Marco Zambrano and I am the producer on the show. And of course, mm-hmm. I have Pastor Keith with me. Yes, I'm How here. are you doing, sir? I'm alive. I'm good. Uh, alive? That sounds a little, little mysterious <laughs> I'm there. upright. I'm okay. upright and breathing, so that's okay. always good. Okay. Well, as always, we wanted to welcome yeah. you to the show, and uh, thank you for joining us today. Yes. What a interesting conversation and a fun piece to dive into right. in the last chapter of Hebrews. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you've been with us this whole time, uh, you will know that we are dealing with Hebrews 13, 1 through 6, mm-hmm. and just kind of a closing chapter of what does it look like to study the book of Hebrews that you've said you've right. really dived into before. Yeah, that was a, a new book for me. I've, I've studied it and read it, of course, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't recall ever doing a series through Hebrews in particular, um, <clears throat> which is a powerful book in the big picture of Hebrews I mentioned uh, I can't, I think I mentioned it maybe in one service but not the other uh, that's how that works sometimes mm-hmm. but anyway uh, chapters 1 through 11 in Hebrews basically focuses on the transformation of your mind mm. and your heart and then you get to 12 and 13 and it's getting down to what your life looks like when that's occurring mm. that kind of the follow through so to speak so the nitty gritty essentially yes yeah gotcha. absolutely yeah it's been very interesting because just diving into it, mm-hmm. something I appreciated is always, I wouldn't say people hold T.S. Lewis to this right. standard of, oh, he's the the Christian to right. look at. Right. But I do know a lot, a lot of people have read his books or know uh-huh. of his books. Right. And I think the key wording is just how he, as I think you used militant. Militant agnostic is what I would call him. Some have called him in an art, the article said militant atheist. Mm. I, you know, based on what I've read about his faith journey, mm. I would say he was probably more in the agnostic column more than the atheist. Mm. Agnostic meaning. Uh, two kinds. We've talked about this a long time ago. I think yeah. uh, agnostic, two kinds of agnostics, those who believe there is a God, uh, but you can't know him. You mm. can't have a relationship with him. And then those who believe there is a God agnostic and they don't know mm. whether you can have one. And of course, an atheist says there is no God. They, mm-hmm. they make a really uh, faulty assumption. Uh, and from <clears throat> his background, uh-huh. did, was he, and forgive me, I, I don't know C.S. Yep. Lewis's background to the fullest extent, but was he a Catholic by trade? No, that, no, I believe he, I, th- I believe he was raised maybe in the Anglican church, which okay. would be more typical okay. in, in England. Okay. Of course, the, Ang- the Anglican church was a basically in, in their history, a spinoff mm. of Catholicism. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it became the state church. Mm. Uh, in in Great Britain, there's the okay. whole you know political reasons and all the kings and all that <laughs> stuff to get into. I won't bother. Yeah, but anyway. no, but it, it's interesting because of his quote, and so right. I think I think that's where right. I want to start. It's just, um, yep. and of course, it's kind of taken from a larger uh, uh, article, article, right? Article. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he was he said he was dragging, uh, dragged and kicking, kicking and, and screaming, and, screaming. Mm-hmm. and the most reluctant convert to to Christ in all the world. Yeah. And how often does that feel like us, like internally? Yeah. Right. Because, and I was just opening up with you how mm-hmm. this sermon specifically was very convicting for myself right. and how it's like my personal faith story, how I know of God, raised in the church as mm-hmm. a kid and all that different stuff. But truly, once I was 
when walking through that path, mm -hmm. it's like, although, yes, I know of God. Yes, I choose God. Right. It's when I give up and I truly allow mm -hmm. myself to be brought in, you truly feel powerless. And so right. there's that aspect of being dragging, <laughs> kicking yeah. and screaming because yeah. you're like, I don't Absolutely. want to give up my control. We'll get to this part sure. later yep. in the passage. I just thought no, C.S. Lewis point. was a great example. Oh, I, absolutely. And I think uh, to one degree or another, we all understand that on a human level mm. that to really follow Christ, not just believe in him, mm. believe about in the idea of Jesus, but mm. actually believe who he is and follow mm. him, give him control. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Giving control is not something that, you know, 99.9% .9 of us uh, do easily. Mm. And so that is part of the, the growth and uh, scary part, actually, mm -hmm. uh, to let Christ actually be in control. Yeah. But that's where transformation comes mm -hmm. from. Yeah, no, and, and it uh, very much wraps up back into your point of once Christ has finally got a hold of right. my heart and right. my mind, that leads to, to a transformed life. Life, yeah. And, and I, I think the, the big picture of chapter six, those verses we looked at Sunday, mm -hmm. I think to keep in mind is really critical uh, before you dive into the details yeah. of that passage. Um, and, and it's what I tried to, to communicate Sunday is that my relationships can't be transformed until I'm transformed. Mm. So it has to, it can't go backwards. You can't mm -hmm. say, God changed my marriage for the better. Mm -hmm. You've got to start with God changed me mm -hmm. for the better before mm -hmm. he can start working on your mm -hmm. marriage relationship, for example, mm -hmm. or any relationship mm -hmm. for that matter. Mm -hmm. um, I've got to start with allowing him to do that work in me first. Uh, and that's where it always starts. Mm -hmm. it, it can't start with us. It's got to start with me. I think, and we're going to about to read through scripture. So yeah. go ahead and grab your yeah. Bible. We're going to be grab, reading through Hebrews 13 verses one through three, and then ultimately through six. Mm -hmm. um, but I think just to briefly put a bullet point in that for me, what made it a little more tangential and we'll get mm -hmm. through it towards the end here is that it's not just about, okay, God fix my relationships. Okay, right. God. Right. You know, I, I'm ready to fix my relationships. It's it's not even, okay, God, fix my relationship with you. Right. It's fix me. Yeah. I'm the broken one. Right. Help me take the pieces mm -hmm. that you have that I can't fix on my own. Right. And let's walk it through together and love, you know, how does right. that love come in again? So let's read through yep. Hebrews and then we can keep okay. going on that conversation. Right. Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Continue to remember those in prison, as if you were together with them in prison, and those who are mistreated, as if you yourself were suffering. Marriage should be honored by all, and the marriage bed kept pure, for God will judge the adulterer and all the sexual immoral. Keep yourselves free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God has said, never will I leave you, nor or never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Yeah. Interesting that it ends with the mere mortals part yeah, because right. we are mere mortals. <laughs> yeah, and well, his point is the, the kind, of, and I know we're leaping ahead to the end there, mm -hmm. but his point in saying, and he's quoting now the Old Testament, uh, both of those references, mm -hmm. but his point is not the fact that I'm a mere mortal. Uh, his point is uh, when I have refuge in Christ. Mm -hmm. 
uh, when he truly is my refuge, what is it that this world can actually do to me that really matters? Mm -hmm. I mean, when my life is truly in the hands of an eternal God who created it all in the first place, who could wipe away whatever with his pinky. I mean, if I can put it in those uh, metaphorical terms, <laughs> uh, I mean, what can people do to me mm -hmm. if, if truly everything has to run through Christ to get to my life? Mm -hmm. What is there really to worry about is what the, the point is. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And it references keep on loving one another. Right. Right. And you 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 brought up football. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's people's sacred cows, but yeah, that's sure. that's um, hey. a couple weeks ago. Yeah, uh, or was that last week? Right, um, <laughs> right. But I think it is a perfect analogy for how family is imperfect. Yeah. And I mean, I, I'm ironically a house divided. Um, right. I'm a Niners fan. Cassie <laughs> is a Green Bay Packer fan. Ah. So very much house divided. Y'all need some counseling. Well, wow. we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> um, but to that point, it's right. that family is rarely perfect. Right. And I think keeping on loving one another, you drew um, kind of the definition of love that's right. being used here because right. it's not your typical agape love. Yeah, yeah. It's the it there in a, a Sunday we're talking about. There's two words mm -hmm. in the in the Bible, uh, the New Testament, that are used that are translated love, and, and they have parallel meanings, but they are distinct words. Mm -hmm. And one is agape, which we've talked a lot about. That that's the one that's most prominently used actually mm -hmm. in the New Testament. And then you get to the word phileo, which is where we get the word Philadelphia from. Mm -hmm. The city of Philadelphia gets their name from that word mm -hmm. uh, in the New Testament. It means brother, brotherly love or deep affection for mm -hmm. it. So it's familial or family uh, kind of, of love is what the focus mm -hmm. is on that word. Mm -hmm. And I think... Paul, really, in Romans, kind yeah. of, as you had pointed out, really illustrates that. So I think mm -hmm. we're just going to read that. Right. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another right. above yourselves. And I think what's interesting through this whole thing, and you touch on it, but I, I, we really didn't dive too much right. into it, is the right. word honor. Mm -hmm. We see it again, honor your marriage. Right. So what does it mean to honor one yeah. another above ourselves in the context of yeah. who Paul's talking to. Yeah, great. That's a great question. And, and the word honor that's used later in that passage when it says honor your marriage, um, it means to see the immense value of. So mm -hmm. it's it, in in essence, don't take for granted what is so valuable in mm -hmm. your life. And in that case, it's the marriage relationship. And in this case. Uh, it's it's honoring one another in Paul's passage in mm -hmm. chapter 12 mm -hmm. uh, as friends, as family. Uh, and it's putting one another first. I mean, it's that whole thing. And you look in Philippians uh, to look up, it's either, I think it's chapter two, where it talks about Jesus and uh, the fact that he humbled himself even to the point of dying on the cross uh, because he put us first quite Quite obviously, because mm -hmm. Christ, as we're going to celebrate on Good Friday uh, and focus on, uh, he, he went to the cross on purpose. That was not by some kind of historic fluke. It was not just another Jewish guy among however many hundreds that were crucified. He chose to do that for a purpose, and that was to offer us life. Mm. And, and so the whole picture of what Jesus did is an example to us of putting others first, lifting them up, uh, you know, Focusing again, and that's—I know I'm getting ahead of the marriage thing, but <laughs> if any relationship's going to be healthy, yeah. I can't go into it uh, focused on what I'm going to get out of it. Mm. 
if you're going to have a healthy, at least according to what God's Word teaches, if you're going to have healthy relationships with people, friends or marriage or whatever it may be, you've got to take each new day at a time focused on what has God inspired me to pour into it Mm. and then let Him meet your needs in the process. Trust Him with meeting your needs through that that commitment to, you know, be devoted to one another. Mm. So. So it starts with the effort. Yeah. Well, well, no, I, I would no. back up okay. one step from one the step. effort okay. and we can get an effort ahead of it is effort. You're right. Um, but it actually starts with inspiration. It starts okay. with letting Christ inspire your heart and your mind. I mean, really uh, valuing what Jesus valued okay. and letting those values become who I am from the inside out. And then one, when that process gets started, then yes, take the steps of faith. Make the effort day to day, mm. one day at a time in faith, and watch him. Per, watch what God does to Christ does to produce the results, the fruit. So allow him first, first, first and foremost. Yeah. Allow myself and stop myself from saying, "Okay, I can do this on my own strength." Exactly. Then to say, "Okay, God, I'm yeah. ready for you to permeate me and yes. transform me." Yeah. Then with His guidance and with His Right. Presence, his, directing, his inspiration, inspiration right. to then take yeah. action and show the effort. Yeah. So in other words, Marco, his his um, my love for him and my relationship with Christ is my motive. Mm. Okay. And so when I don't do that part, my motive becomes I can do something to cause a an effect. Mm. And you can, but it's limited uh, and it won't last because it's not coming from a place that's going to last. Transformation. Mm. Uh, the idea of transformation is metamorphosis. It's a matter of fact where we get the word uh, mm-hmm. in the New Testament. The English word metamorphosis comes from, mm. and it's a that means a genuine, complete inside-out change, mm. not outside-in. So you can try to change by outside pressure. I mean, mm-hmm. we can try to pressure each people to to be certain ways or whatever, but that never works. It's mm. only when their hearts and their minds are transformed that the long-term actual uh, effort matters. Mm. So, yeah, no, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Absolutely. So I think we're, we're very much diving into the yeah, <laughs> end of yeah, the podcast. Right, sure. And it's totally good. Sure. Um, so I think <clears throat> instead of just trying to keep pushing through, yeah. I'm just going to jump to the end. Yeah, sure. <laughs> we can work from there. Sure. But I think... Um, in verse six, because mm-hmm. it's kind of the result of verse five, which right. is um, honoring the marriage bed and all uh-huh. of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he keeps on stressing, or verse five through six, uh-huh. keep your your lives free from the love of money and right. be content with what you have because God has said, never will I leave you, Nor never will I f- right. forsake you. Yeah. So the difference of, and you said it so beautifully on Sunday morning, you said the difference of feeling fear versus mm-hmm. being controlled by fear. Yes, absolutely. So even back up a little further. So verse four deals with the mm-hmm. marriage relationship, yep. as you pointed out. And then verses five and six, he's dealing with your relationship with God himself because mm-hmm. that's where everything stems from. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, a, and I've, 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 talked about this in other passages before in New Testament, because this is not just a unique idea, theme, truth from Hebrews. It's mm-hmm. it's mentioned elsewhere, Philippians and other places. So uh, basically the concept is when you truly are allowing Christ to transform your life and you're, you're growing in that personal relationship, not about religion, 
but about personal relationship with God himself, with Christ. Christ makes that possible. When I can, I may feel fear, but there's this place when that foundation's in place where I might feel fear, but I'm not no longer controlled by fear. So that verse, when it says, I will no longer fear, mm. sometimes we interpret it as uh, I shouldn't feel and that's not at all what the Bible mm. teaches. The Bible doesn't teach that it's sinful to feel. What the Bible teaches is where it can go either right or wrong is how you respond how you to respond the fear to the or fear. to gotcha. the anxiety mm. or to you name the emotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm suddenly angry about something. Mm-hmm. Okay. that there's There's nothing wrong with that, that you can't control how you feel, but Mm. you can control what you do next. Mm. Uh, And that's where Christ gives you this capacity when you grow in your relationship with him. Uh, Whereas in the past, maybe a fear would pop up because of a circumstance or something that I'm grappling with. Uh, And in the past, I might have allowed that to overtake my thinking and worry to to just kind of eat me alive from Mm -hmm. the inside out and take control. Exactly. But there's a point at which you grow in your relationship with Christ where that doesn't happen. You feel it, but there's a whole different response to mm-hmm. it, and it doesn't control your life. I think that could be a whole series right there. Well, let's jump that on down. that on that one phrase. I no longer am afraid, because it's that is stated off and on throughout uh, the the New Testament, throughout the Scripture, and even places in the Old. There's examples of what I'm talking about there as well. Yeah, and I think I think that would be remiss of us not to potentially think. <laughs> oh yeah. And Matter of fact, I, I'm about to do my planning retreat for 2023. You yeah. know, my sermons I try to do them out a year in advance. Well, and Keith, uh, I appreciate so, this anyway. so much that you allow the spirit and your time away. And I think audience, if you haven't heard this, he prepares over almost a year in advance. Year and a yeah. And year, so there's so much, yeah. no way you're intentionally just being topical you're right. just trying to be at the heartbeat of what's going on in today's right. world you're truly and i appreciate this so much about your teaching style and also how god mm. has inspired you to lead our church right. that it's it's very it's messages that need to be shared but mm. it's also in his timing and yeah. his timing for yeah. someone or multiple people in our church right. body. right certainly because <laughs> i don't know what's going to happen a year from mm. now or a year and a half from now mm-hmm. uh, i did not predict that covid for example shut <laughs> us down for two years mm-hmm. uh, and or not shut us down but but cause us such stress and isolation mm-hmm. and all the things that we've everybody has been through over the last two years i didn't yeah. see that coming but yet there was there were because this word is alive and active uh and god, i think god just brings up he just leads at the right moments i know that sounds mystical to some people mm. uh and it is a mystery to me uh on how he does that but he does i can tell you over a lot of years now that i've seen I've seen God bring the right exact words for specific people, not mm-hmm. even just the church as a whole. Mm-hmm. And I court, and they'll come up to me sometimes in tears, saying, "You know, God really used that to speak to my life." And I, I'm just celebrating because I didn't have a clue. I mean, I'm I'm just not that smart. I'm yeah. I can't read people's minds and hearts. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm grateful that God does that. That's His grace, mm. and very much so. the. Security in Christ. And I think right. if I had to, 
if I had to, as the person who received your message and yeah. received not just your message, but right. just the message that God had for me uh-huh. yesterday, right? I think what I walked away with is I need to continue to be content and mm-hmm. continue to rest right. in God. Right. I, th- I think that's my personal challenge that I walked away with was yep. being content in that and resting, but not just in a sense of, okay, I'm going to have a leisure time with God. I'm just going to mm-hmm. chill out. Right. It, it's, you know, and it's so hard to work at a church right. and not make sure to also stop and yeah. pick up the Bible and read it versus just receiving on a Sunday Just morning. on a personal basis. So yeah. it, that's my that. conviction. That I, I yeah. was challenged. Of, yeah. I need to allow that to transform my life because right. otherwise my relationships do suffer. And Yeah, including the one with God. Yeah. Right. And then that's the first relationship right. that suffers right. because it's the one that God's not going to force himself on you. Right. I, you know, he, he's the one that when I f- have drawn near to him and I feel his presence, mm-hmm. I, you know, there's just that, that feeling of, uh, I think John Wesley said it where he just felt right. that warmth. warm heart. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and when you're absent from God, again, that's mm-hmm. us drawing away. That's me right. drawing away. Right. You feel that isolation and that loneliness. Yeah. And in that, that yeah. is the most dangerous time because that is where right. you're defenseless because you yeah. have to turn to God to get that solace and that comfort. No, yeah. you're you're exactly right. And your relationship with Christ is the foundation for everything else. Mm. Uh, in other words, how my relationship with Christ goes is going to probably predetermine how well my marriage goes, mm. how well my friendships go. Yeah. All those, it's the it's the it's connected to all that and if i don't get that one right mm-hmm. then i don't have the foundation to face whatever comes yeah. in marriage face whatever comes in life yeah. uh and, and as we were talking about yesterday um uh, the those passages that hebrews pulls out from the old testament to quote i i will never leave you nor forsake you um uh the he's telling us that if you fall in love with your stuff instead of falling in love with christ mm-hmm then you can't know the fact that he will never leave you, never forsake you. Mm. You will mm-hmm. never experience that truth until you get from loving your stuff mm-hmm. and being in love with your stuff and, and making it your God, essentially, to letting Christ be who he is mm-hmm. in your life. That's where contentment comes from. Mm. Uh, it's trusting him to meet my needs one day at a time, trusting him to uh, that he's got my life uh, in his hands. Uh, matter of fact, I, I don't mean to get too far off field here, but <laughs> Psalm 31, and this I've just been looking at this psalm for a long time, just kind of memorizing, meditate. I'm trying to memorize the, the chapter. It's taking a while because I get off and on. But anyway, um, it's verse 5 where the psalmist in 31.5 says, Into your hands I commit my spirit. Mm. Uh, and then he goes on to say that he acknowledges that God uh, is faithful and he is his refuge. Well, what's interesting to me is that David is saying, Lord, I control nothing there. I'm, I'm committing my whole life to you. And it's interesting that those are the words that Jesus himself chose to use on the cross. On the cross. Yeah. Into your hands I commit my spirit. In other words... Father, I'm yours. I'm going to trust you. Uh, And it's at that point of actually trusting Christ that you experience that he never will leave you nor forsake you, Mm. that he's more than enough, Mm. that you really had nothing to worry about all along, uh, even though we chose to worry in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I think, if, if I may, I'd, yeah, I'll just absolutely. read uh, verses one through five, which is what you just, yeah, um, right. you just quoted so beautifully. Yeah. Um, 
The Lord in, is my refuge. In or, you, Lord, yeah. I take I have yeah. taken refer- a refuge. Yeah. Let me never be put to shame. Deliver me in your righteousness. Mm-hmm. Turn your ear to me. Come quickly to my rescue. Be my rock of refuge, mm-hmm. a strong fortress to save me. Since you are my rock and my fortress, for the mm-hmm. sake of your name, lead and guide me. Keep me free from the trap that is set for me. Yeah. For you are my refuge. Into your hands I commit my spirit. Deliver me, Lord, my faithful God. Yeah. Yeah. And and I love the imagery on that. And I'm not going to dig too deep here, but because we could have a whole discussion on those (laughs) verses in Psalm 31. But yeah, the imagery of um, uh, keep me free from the trap set for me is actually a picture of hunters who Mm. chase their prey into a predetermined net. A kill zone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they get them trapped in a yeah. net and then they kill them. Yeah. Uh, so the only way that works is if the prey uh, lets fear take over and he, he or she runs towards the net mm. instead of in the moment, you know, just not going towards that direction that they're trying to push you in. Mm-hmm. That's what anxiety does. It takes over control and it drives you into the net mm-hmm. so that you're just trapped. But And that's a whole nother topic. We'll be actually dealing with that. Uh, topic uh, in our series after Easter. So. Which is what exactly? Yeah, navigating life. Mm. Yeah. And we're dealing with things like uh, how to navigate anxiety, mm. how to navigate doubt, mm-hmm. how to navigate just a, a list of, I think, about six topics that I've chosen. Some of them that I recall are temptation. Yeah. Temptation. Doubt. Another, right. Um Gosh, You're remembering like, my own series. I can't remember them all. <laughs> well, I remember the script for, yeah. the, for the video. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. No, it just, it's, it's very relatable topics right. and it's very intentional. Um, just trying to take kind of what you've done in Hebrews mm-hmm. and what you're dealing with, with Easter, which is right. such a beautiful two part right. series. So right. uh, listener, I encourage you, if you, if you're not planning on attending to come to Easter, um, definitely come, gone. but yeah. if you have to be gone, uh, we will be live streaming. Right. Um, so actually let me just take this moment to kind of yeah. explain kind of what the next couple of weeks will look like. Um, this week uh, mm-hmm. is either Easter week. So we will be taking this week off um, just to get <laughs> in terms of the podcast, in terms of the podcast. Right. Yeah. So we will have our Good Friday service at 630. Again, we encourage you to be here in the room. It's going to be a powerful time of worship, a powerful time of uh, just reflection. Reflection. Right. Remind me, what is your focus? If you had to just put in a nutshell. Yeah, for so, so in a nutshell, I'm going to talk about from death to life, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, what. Christ actually accomplished on the cross. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to talk about on Easter what, on a practical real life level, what is accomplished when he resurrected on Easter. Mm-hmm. So we're taking the death and resurrection, garden to grave, and picturing what that mm-hmm. means. A truly transformed life. Yeah, absolutely. Same same kind of topic. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. Um, and then we will be coming back after that with our deep dive on the new series. Right. So we won't have anything the Wednesday um, after uh, this week we will have yes. our we'll release our Easter yeah. uh, podcast on that, but then we will come back with the navigating life series, mm-hmm. and we're going to change our format a little bit. We're going to yeah. potentially have a way for you to see us and yeah. kind of uh, experiment with something new. So a video um, pod. Well, okay, get let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> oh, sorry, it's all good. Um, but uh, besides that, we do encourage you also do email Pastor Keith any questions yeah. you want to address in the podcast. Um, we will also try to collect any more out yeah. there. Are just things that if they are very connective tissue, we want to address them. Absolutely. And, and I, just so just in case anybody doesn't know, uh, you can find it on the website. But my email is pastor at discovernewhope.com. 
Mm-hmm. So if you have a question you want to send in for us to ever address on podcasts, certainly do that. Mm-hmm. We may not get to it immediately the week after, but we'll put it on a list and, and cover it. Mm-hmm. Because we record these on Monday. Yes. So <laughs> yeah. unless it gets in Sunday morning right. or Sunday right. afternoon, um, we may not have the opportunity. But we look forward to um, just yeah. kind of addressing it one step at a time and kind of landing and wrapping up a little shorter podcast mm-hmm. today, but yeah. um, just kind of going over to your question that you ended the podcast with. And you've done mm-hmm. this now a couple times where mm-hmm. you land on a question mm-hmm. and then linger. So I'm going to ask right. you the question right? and I want you to just give me the <laughs> briefest sentence uh-huh. to address what that practically could look like to answer that question in in our church body yeah um instead of just lingering with the question yeah yeah right (laughs) all right so the question is are you willing one day at a time Mm -hmm. to allow christ to change your mind Mm -hmm. your heart and ultimately your life right so what that means is am i willing one day at a time to Mm -hmm. let christ show me how to think differently Mm -hmm. perceive differently that's the mind Uh, And in regard to the heart, when he changes your heart, Mm. he changes what you value Mm -hmm. in life. And then when he changes how you think and what you value, your life will soon follow, Mm. not overnight, but over time. So he will actually show me uh, I will live for different things. I will invest my time in different things. Mm. I will. I will see it as uh, things that are not important, important to me now will become important. Uh, and maybe even they were out of sight for me in the beginning. So mm-hmm. mind, heart leads to change in life direction. Mm-hmm. So a complete transformation, yep. a death of old. And yep. I, what's what's the verb? Death, death of we are being self. Baptized. Yep. Death of self. Death to self and mm-hmm. alive in Christ. Right. Yeah. Yep. Beautiful imagery. Yeah. Well, audience, we ask that you join us for Easter and join us for Good Friday. Yep. Um, and just listen to this two-part series of... Truly, what does it look like to go from death to life? From grave to garden. From grave to garden. Yeah. And to have an opportunity to know God closer, but also to hear the heart of a Savior who chose to get up on a cross Mm -hmm. and to die for you without even knowing you. Right. Right. Oh, thank you, Pastor. Yeah, you bet. All right. Thank you. We'll see you guys in two weeks. All All right. Have a good time.